Oh, fuck. Way to stay in the zone, bro. I know. I didn't crack at all. Not, no beads of sweat. No, no shakes. Show the hand. No shakes. <laughs> exactly. I'm a professional podcaster. It is 25 episodes, man. 25. Congratulations to you, my God man. Damn, our, our podcast can rent a fucking car now. And welcome back, everybody, to the MAB Sports Podcast, episode 25, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite show for you today. We have guest in studio. Chad Ocean is going to be joining us talking a little college football. But please jump on there, subscribe, search MAB Sports Podcast on iTunes, leave five stars, let a friend know, shoot us an email, guys. Let us hear from you, mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana, and with me, you got to give him five stars at making babies. Most awesome. <laughs> thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. I got to say, I mean, just the well wishes, the pouring of emotion, the just the just adulation that I received from last week's Neapolitan showdown has been awesome. Thank you, fans, <laughs> for that. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Ranking what's important. Uh, that's great, man. 25. Oh, yeah, and the baby, too. Thank and, you, and guys. The baby. And, the, and, the, and, and the baby, too. And the baby, oh. and the baby, the heir to the pod. That's Thank still you. Wild. That's still wild. Uh, how, how are you? Uh, congrats on the 25 episodes, brother. How you doing, man? Congrats 20, to you. 25 week after week. We keep bringing it for the people, to the people. Exactly. By us, not by the people. We exactly. The haters said we wouldn't be here. <laughs> oh, that's what they were saying all and the time. And guess what? We're here. Not the facts. Good week, brother. How are you? Let me know how Excellent you're doing. Excellent week. Oh, it's been busy. I'm good, but you know what? I'm glad. This is the, this is the, um, the the sunset to my week. The the little mm. beacon of sunshine in my in my week here has been a busy week here mm. in Mab Studios Midwest, and uh, glad to be with you, brother. Man, you never. I'll, I'll say you. You never cease finding ways to tell me you care. That means so much. I know. Uh, I am exactly. doing fantastic, brother. Uh, busy week as well. Uh, it's hot as fuck. Uh, so no real new updates, but week to week it keeps being like that. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. But no matter you- what, we're getting the pot out for you guys. That's right. So, so this week we have ripped from the headlines. We're talking coaching dilemmas. Then we're going to pop right in with our guest, Chad Ostrom. He's in the studio. He wants to talk a little college football. We're going to let him do that. Then we're going to hop into the <laughs> Neapolitan showdown. We Ooh. are talking... Those worst people at sporting events. Ooh, I know you got some thoughts, brother. I am excited to hop in. Uh, Chad will judge that for us, which I know kind of having one win under his belt. Most awesome is excited about that, trying to build up to his exactly. three-peat. One step at a time, make it a two-peat first, brother. Then we'll pop quiz him with the Mab About You segment, as goes for the norm for every guest. Then he will jump into the Brandana Gambling Corner with us. We will talk NCAA college football Futures, talk a little bit about that Big 12. Uh, he's a big K-State fan. We'll jump on that. And then we'll close, as we always do, with our MVPs and 60-second tale from the frat. Fuck, you just laid. You just laid the fuck out of our podcast. Holy shit, audience. Fuck. It is a dynamite episode. We better get right to it because we're already up against it. Let's bring them to the jams. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. 
This week we're talking kind of just like Coach's Dilemma. What are we talking about this? We're talking about this because of her boy at our uh, in the AFC North, a team that we have both kind of hitched our wagons to. We're talking about Cleveland Browns. We're talking about Hugh Jackson. And we're just talking about just the general dilemma that the Browns fan are, are having, having Hugh Jackson as their head coach leading a team that both you and I, Brandana, see big things for, but yet can't seem to get out of the way of uh, of Hugh and his coaching woes. Yeah, a, a lot a lot of talent. We don't want to make insider baseball here. Like This is still going to make sense if you're not watching Hard Knocks, but I will say it changed my perspective. Like It was definitely, sure. you mentioned it last week, most awesome. This, uh, just AFC in general, it's been a while since I think like maybe the mid-90s, early 90s where you know there's been this big leap at the NFC having just a lot more kind of talent and winning teams in the AFC, AFC. but we're definitely right. back in that now. So well, it seems like a perfect opportunity, and the doors are wide open, especially. Nobody made more moves in the offseason than these Cleveland Browns also. And just when you right. think kind of everything's clipping their direction, like I catch episode one of Hard Knocks and see like uh, Hugh Jackson is just like not like not inspiring. There was just a tone of – and like honestly here at the MAB Sports Podcast, and we're not fucking around like uh, – you know, he's going through like a personal thing and that's obviously not what we're talking sure. about at all. Like that's uh, terrible and like hard for anybody to go through. We're just kind of sticking to the sports aspect of it and being a leader of men like that's not what I was seeing at all. Well, just just to just to talk about some of his questionable decision making. I mean, so you had the the young rookie Callaway out of Florida who they drafted who was a is a first or second round talent who I think they got in the fifth round because of off the field stuff. What does he do before the, their first preseason game? He gets busted for weed. Hugh Jackson, instead of coming down on a fifth round pick, which is not all that uncommon to cut a fifth round pick or to not have them kind of fill out the way you expected, um, his punishment to Callaway is to play him more in the game. That was his, and that's what he cited to the. To, to the media as a punishment is I'm going to I'm going to play him more. Yeah. That's a punishment. Which in preseason football, these rookies, especially a fifth round rookie, getting more reps and getting more tape is all the more that all as much as you could possibly ask for. Yeah, it kind of seems like a half baked plan. So I get it. Uh, I think we've played some high school athletics, and I'm sure it happened uh, a lot in like high school football. But you know, the taking the laps or like whatever, like run, just keep running until you can get it through your head on whatever you're not learning or whatever you're missing right. about. But to give uh, number one those preseason, that's valuable playing time. You know, that's uh, right. that's audition time that other people are missing because you fucked up. So just kind of the coaching strategy seems to be a little off there and then also it is I mean these are players you've invested in these are investments for the future of your franchise so whether right or wrong if you play somebody past the point of exhaustion like aren't you opening them up to injury risk why why would that be a smart thing yeah and it's just it it seems just like a a a half-baked answer for the media asking like hey you have this player who has a history of um off the field stuff instantly you know five weeks into this into his career with the Cleveland Browns is already having off the field issues not to mention your your best wide receiver has struggled with you know weed and everything like that Josh Gordon yeah 
and how are you going to handle this? This is a this is a when you talked about leaders of men, and and basically just kind of taking the 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 mast of the ship and trying to turn it around. Um, Hugh Jackson had a moment to sit there and really create a, a new narrative of Cleveland Browns. What does he do? He falls right in line with exactly what you would think a Cleveland Brown organization would do. You is. know, that's it. That's that's an excellent point. Like that's what it it does come off of. Just like you reap what you sow. Like everything has been like, if we go zero and sixteen, like all like jump in the river and right. Like it should be going zero and sixteen. Like I'll jump from a building. Like I just like I can't <laughs> handle like like I'm. We're not gonna lose anymore. It's not like we're gonna like go take a few laps. And I know like I think he raised money for charity or whatever. But it's it's a little like there's not this intensity. There's not this like win now attitude. There's not this like. I'm fucking embarrassed. Aren't you guys embarrassed? Like, this is the reputation we right. have. We go down as one of two teams all time to not win a single football game in a season that's etched in the history books. The talent is here. Let's win now. And just this immediacy that I don't feel at all. Like, I remember he was having a meeting with, like, his coordinators, you know, and, like, his excuse wasn't, or just kind of attitude wasn't, like, this is how it fucking goes. Like, let's get this in line. Let's make this happen. And I'm not saying you got to, like, you know, drop F-bombs all the time to get your point across. But his attitude was more of just like, well, you know, when you guys get in this chair and I've been in your chair and when I'm in your chair, like, I know, but you're waiting for this chair. And when you get in this head chair, like, you make your decisions and you do it. And it's just like, it, I, I just not not inspired not seeing that fire. Right, exactly. And, it, and I think what it is is <clears throat> the Browns, they've got an opportunity to change the course of their franchise. They've got some good young talent. Baker Mayfield, Miles uh, Garrett, the defensive end. You've got Denzel Ward, the defensive back. You've got a lot of young talent, Josh Gordon. And you can take this ship and turn it around. You have a golden opportunity to really to grab it by the, the horns and steer it in the direction that you want. And you, f you fail to do that. You fail to take that ownership role and, and the direction of – um, the, the, we're not going to do that because what he should have done has been like, look, guys, this is a fucking professional sports league. This is, you know, the NFL stands for not for long. Yeah. You cannot fuck up. You cannot just get, you know, smoke weed. And whatever your opinion on is weed, that's that's one thing. But you have a player who is historically in college, his his status has not survived, or his 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 athleticism hasn't outweighed his off the field stuff. And you got him in the fifth round. And five weeks into the season, I'm talking OTAs and training camp, not even five weeks, like three weeks in terms of the calendar weeks, he's fucking getting busted for smoking weed. You have to set an example. This line shall not cross anymore. This off-the-field bullshit yeah. that, as we talked about, kind of Aaron Rodgers talking about galvanizing the – the, the the locker room yeah. look guys you can't fuck around you've got veterans are out here who are grinding their ass off who who don't have the athletic talent that the callaway does and they're gonna sit there and be like well fuck it this guy got more reps he's fucking around like why do i have to listen to the coach yeah you know what i'm saying like you got to look at it and it's a small price to pay yeah he's probably an all-world talent but fuck it he can't get in line so you got to cut him loose so Jarvis Landry basically laid down a uh as a wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns his first year there uh from the Dolphins he basically laid down a f-bomb filled tirade on right. 
fucking you got to play like you got to practice basically is what i say yeah. like if you're not fucking hurt if you can't if you can like he was like hamstring not hanging off the fucking bone like whatever he said but he was just like the point was you got to practice and he said that over and over uh you know is that inspiring or embarrassing how that how that speech land with you most awesome you know, I'm I'm for it because even though it's the f bomb every every word, I think uh, I, I'm with the sentiment is that like, look, guys, this is a professional sports organization. You've got to practice. The only yeah. way they, that you're going to get any better is by getting reps. That's everything that every professional talks about. Jarvis Landry is trying to trying to trying to fill that void, that leadership void. Yeah. I think that we're we're missing from Hugh Jackson, and saying like, "Look, guys, you got to go." And it's because it's very easy. There's a lot, and and here comes a sports cliche, but uh, you know the NFL is football is a is a physical game you're going to get bumps and bruises you're going to get nicked up and so the strong teams push through that they fight through those little you know bumps and bruises in in preseason camp and 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 really kind of get themselves ready to go for the nfl season um and it's about a mental attitude too you know what i mean not giving up i mean Football is all about being pushed to your limits. And if you're willing to kind of roll over and not practice because you, you twisted your ankle or you tweaked your knee or something like that, yeah, and then it's that, gonna be a long season. That trickles down, right? Like you see, like your teammate do that, and it's just like, oh, he doesn't give a fuck. Why should I give a fuck? Here's why the speech worked for me. Also, most awesome. Like it's a little, I feel like it can be a little stagey sometimes to see, like you know, the cameras running, like you're in like this kind of meeting room, and you just got to get up there and just kind of like just got to spout from the pulp a little bit. But I think to your point, and like what we're saying to tie this whole thing together is the team needs that. And here's why yes. it rang true to me also is because you know the B-roll footage you see right after he gives that speech is him never leaving the fuck field like laying out diving down like making those catches like putting in that time putting in all that work it's just like that's that's the kind of leadership if you put you get the opportunity to give those kind of speeches if you kind of if you put in that work and the locker room needs that yeah and you got it you got to back it up you can't sit there and spout off like that call you're not maybe calling individuals out, but you're calling the, the, the position group or the team out like, hey, you got to do this. If you're not, you know, 1A in that lineup of going and running every drills and doing extra drills, it's going to ring hollow. That reminds me, it's not as expletive laden, but it's, um, it's, and it goes back to the a collegiate game is, is Ed Reed when he was playing back for the University of Miami. They were down at halftime. I think it was Boston College. You guys can check the tape on that one. I'm going deep Ooh. into the catalog. Man, of most people awesome are wondering here. if they want to, if they have to drink. They have it in their hands. Exactly. They to, we'll Ooh, figure it out. Exactly. Exactly. I want to hear your emails coming back at me to see if it was. But basically, what I remember is just Ed Reed just screaming because they were down against a Boston College team. I'm going to say Boston College and just keep going with it. Do it, brother. That they shouldn't have been down against. And this is the height of the U when they're coming back with Ken Dorsey as a quarterback and, and, and Clinton Portis and all those guys and just screaming and yelling about how he puts his heart into this thing, how he lives and breathes this, this University of Miami football program. And he's going to go out there and just give it his all because he, because this is his life. He puts everything he sacrificed. And it's, it's moments like those that leaders of, especially in the NFL have to really, when we talk about galvanize the locker room or really change the course of the direction of where you're going. They famously came back out, won that game. I think the, the, I think that's the same game 
where there was a defensive interception by like a linebacker or a defensive end in that game. And famously, this is a this is a historic Ed Reed play came up as a guy as the linebacker was getting tackled and like scooped it out from underneath the the linebacker or defensive ends arms and kind of stripped it from his own guy to kind of carry it on and take it and score the touchdown an unbelievable college play and I know we're talking about college football later on in the podcast but it's one of those moments where yes this guy lives it he breathes it it's everything to him and guys fall in line to that yep they want to see you walk in uh Hugh Jackson the head coach of the Cleveland Browns at the end of the year brother I don't think so I mean he's unless he pulls the eight and eight like we talked about, you know the that that wild card berth. Mm. I don't I don't see it happening, and and it's one of those things. I think you and I texted earlier. It's like we did not factor in the Hugh Jackson factor into our our Brandana gambling corner. We it makes me a little nervous. Did not, uh, brother. Will you let me do this? Can I uh, maybe squeak squeak? Kind of pull that Cleveland Brown wild card pick off the yeah. board. Race a little bit. No, no. You let me do that. We're- we're, we're Mavs of our words. We're going to still hold hold pass. All right, Mavs of our uh, word. Mavs of our words. Uh-huh. But here's the thing is, is too. Let's let's talk about just the just the turnover in the NFL world, right? Sure. You know we we have seven new NFL coaches this year. Seven. Yeah, man, I did. Yeah, I wanted to dive into that. Uh, I had nowhere up against it. Uh, yeah, it is. Well, it seems to be. I, I think just real fast from the top down, and we have uh, yeah. sixty seconds. But it's it used to be that it seemed like you had two or three years to kind of build your program up. Uh, I don't feel like that's the case anymore. I feel like you get one year, which forces these you know coaches to bring out quarterbacks when they're not quite ready, which is why I think quarterback play went down, not translated from college. What say you, right. most awesome? No, I agree. And we're looking at, we're talking about Hugh Jackson, who was hired in 2016. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's already, he's not going to be there. Dirk Cotter in Tampa Bay, also on the hot seat, yeah. 2016. Let's talk about uh, Vance Joseph in Dal- or Denver, excuse me, hot seat. He was hired in 2017. Yeah. And we have, we have in the last three years, seven new coaches in 2018, five and five in 2017 and 2016 that's 17 coaches that's more than a half of the nfl coaching staff in the last three years Ooh. the the, the, Just shows. the dilemma is you got to win this second you got to be doug peterson and the eagles who was also hired in 2016 and win a super bowl chip three years out or two years out gotta win if you're a head coach in the nfl get that real estate license or Invest in bit currency. <laughs> figure something out because you ain't promise shit. Uh, all right, buddy. We're up against it. You want to hop in? Our guest has entered the studio. Want to jump into it? Let's get it to him. I want to talk to him. We have our nomabber Chad Ostrom in the Ooh. studio with us today for our big episode two five. 
Thanks for the vine, Romy. <laughs> I don't know if he's got his sports podcast correct, but you know we're just we're gonna roll with it. We're gonna go. Uh, yeah, I want to pop in here. I know most awesome and I last week for episode twenty four uh, dove into kind of college football a little bit and talked about yeah. just gotta be in my Sherpa uh, taking me through. And I know that um, Chad, you follow you follow the college ball, right? Uh, yeah, out of all the like three majors between professional and amateur college football is probably my favorite why college football like over the pros like I, I know like on any given Sunday you don't you could take it or leave it kind of a little bit on like professional football but college football you're going to kind of dive in and watch yeah um I don't know what it is I think often maybe if you're like college football dominates certain areas like if you're from Nebraska or something like that you don't have right. a major pro franchise so you are a Husker fan but the funny thing is, growing up, we had the Chiefs uh, being from Kansas, but like K-State was so much more my jam. I don't know. Brandon, I've talked about it before. I think there's something to be said for the lack of parity in college football. Um, NFL's just, it's too fucking good. Like, everybody's too good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we had this conversation. So what is the advantage of, get into it, because I know I'm kind of leading you down the road, but it is the sport done kind of at a more, you know, it's, let's call it what it is, like an amateur level. What makes that right. kind of more exciting than it is at the professional level? Because do you necessarily agree with that with, like, like basketball? I mean, I know you like watching college football, but do you like watching basketball done at, like, the kind of highest level possible? No, college over NBA all the way. So it's so it's college in both. I guess MLB over NCAA because it's kind of hard to catch <laughs> catch an NCAA game on the old tube. No, I, I think that I think you fucking NFL homers like just it's if there's a ten point spread, like the odds of if the Patriots are playing uh, the fucking Browns, right? Yeah. The odds of them overcoming that ten point spread are you could tell me better, but unlikely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna you know for yeah it's. Plus 900, so it's going to happen, you know, nine times out of ten. Yeah, so I would say a 10-point spread is the equivalent of a 3 to 6.5 in the NFL in college. But isn't there like a—wouldn't the college even be kind of more an example of those underdogs have less of a shot? Like, I mean, just like, not to bring this up most awesome, but just kind of like the Appalachian State, like, taking— <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Be, be, it's okay. Well, That's the one to bring up. <laughs> yeah, no, just those, randomly. And we were like—and Michigan was like a 35-point favorite in that game. And you'll see, like, in the early on games, you'll see them at, like, plus 55 or minus 55, and you're like, oh, shit, you know, but that's just—that's just how that goes. Yeah, because I would say it would— definitely be in the nfl i mean it's funny you mentioned parody but i mean i definitely could see like in the nfl the worst team like uh bills this year you know if they go up against the best team in the league like a like a rams or a vikings like i'm not pulling the vikings out of my ass but yeah, like going right, going right. on the road to like one of those things you know it's gonna be 17 19 point favorite and they're probably not gonna win the game but there's much more of a chance of the worst team playing the best team in the nfl of overcoming i know there's more schools but that still can kind of happen where i feel like it's a lot less likely in college ball my strategy is to take every negative thing you say and turn it into a positive so that. but that's fun too the Appalachian state yeah. you're not you don't have a 35 point spread in the nfl which lends itself back right. to the parody even the biggest mismatch has a chance whereas it's a hail mary's chance in hell that Appalachian state wins but there's a reason we all remember it yeah. Right. So uh, what, what do you do to gear up for the college football season? Like it's coming up. Are you, I mean, do you, do you I know you get the Sports Illustrated. Do you kind of read up on some stuff? Do you, a, like... I'm, a ca I'm a casual fan. <laughs> Mid-season, I can tell you about everybody. 
No, yeah, I just I, I like uh, to get I like to get this going. The F one, <laughs> the old college. That's me. I've I probably have gotten one of those like every year since I was like thirteen. Oh, that's just awesome. because I love like pouring over just ooh, who'd they get or who'd they lose and and all that sort of stuff. So I get ramped up that way. But I do the same thing with uh fantasy football mags too. Like yeah. it's a great way for me to just to get well, excited about the season. It may be sports podcast episode twenty five brought to you by Athlon College Football Magazine. You also <laughs> right. see the college players. Like, I grew up in Manhattan, Kansas. You see the guys downtown shopping for shit. I don't know, something to be sure. <laughs> so they're like, now you're taking it like, all the way to, like, starstruck. They get arrested just, like, the same bar like, they drink at. Like, college football players, they're just like me. They eat a hot dog. <laughs> they, like, they right, go shopping. Right, exactly. Yeah. I know. I knew what kind of lunch meat Josh Freeman liked at uh, K-State. Like, I knew <laughs> what he liked to do. call out. Uh, okay, so we were talking a little bit about uh, earlier in the episode, we opened up talking about colleges uh, and college, mainly just the college coaches versus NFL coaches. Can you talk to sure. me a little bit about the difference that you see that the college coach plays as opposed to the NFL like coach's role? I mean, I think you'd get, you know, most often tell me if you disagree, but I think you get a lot of more okay. bullshit answers of the shapers of young men, whereas opposed yeah. to NFL, it's, it seems to be managing. I don't know how you'd coach professionally football probably the easiest like nba how do you tell lebron what to do i don't i don't think i don't think you do i don't think that actually happens right and i think there's historical evidence with lebron that he's basically running the show and everyone's just catering around him probably same thing with kobe bryant and michael jordan and you just follow along the chain and you'll you'll go from there in the nfl you're right chad it's it's one of those things it's like I, the, the NFL is probably the easiest w- way to manage or coach and balance the egos in the locker room. But in the NBA, it'd be, it'd be tough. It'd be impossible to balance those egos. Where if you got in college, the one, the one downside about the college, and I think we've, we touched on this a little bit here, Brandon, is just basically the college, just the, the, the power structure of these college coaches having kind of dominion over these college kids. If you've watched any of the, like, the behind the scenes, like Last Chance You is a, is a Netflix short about, uh, uh, or short, is a series about, um, you know, community colleges and just the way that these guys laud the scholarships and D1 opportunities over their heads. It happens every day. So you can kind of you can curry that much more power collegiately than you could in the NFL. Not to mention, there's another step to get to with those players and a coaches. I mean, you're not necessarily writing a recommendation like they're going for a new job, but you right. set that player's reputation when he gets ready for to sure. enter the draft. So you sure. talk about like lording things over their head. But um, also, I know one time, Brandon, and I we were shooting something. We had a chance to interview Mac Brown when he was still coaching at Texas. I think college coaches perhaps more than the NFL, maybe especially because colleges tend to reside in smaller towns where this would be more likely to have happen. But I was taken aback by how much he doesn't just coach a team. He's, he's the mayor sure. of Texas, University of Texas football. Do you know what right. I mean? Like NFL, yeah. I'm sure they're running 500 things, but you know, Kansas City is going to move on without the Chiefs coach. Andy Reid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, well, you mentioned Nebraska earlier and thinking about that as Tom Osborne. I mean, Tom Osborne is a fucking God in Nebraska. I mean, he could do anything he could. I mean, if he ran for president, he'd, you know, he'd win Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it is it is kind of amazing. I, I do think there is something to be said about being a mayor of that town, basically owning that that town, especially in a big college football program, you know. They make more, don't they? 
College football coaches make more than NFL. Do they make? I mean, not across the board, but I think the highest paid do. Yeah, like, I mean, kind of that makes like seven millions a year. Yeah, I mean, Harbaugh at Michigan makes nine million bucks a year. I mean, they get a, they get a lot, and they get uh, you know big guaranteed deals, and a lot of that's yeah. backed up by the by the boosters too. So you know, you can kind of you know you get uh, shoot. I can't remember who just had it that had a big buyout. I think I'm actually thinking of collegiate Fisher? basketball. Uh, Jimbo, yeah. Well, Jimbo left to go to Texas A&M. Yeah, that's and got right. that ten-year guaranteed contract that's worth the most ever for a college coach, not per right, year, right. but in package. Right, right, right. You're right. Yeah, I'm just thinking of like coaches when they've gotten out or tried to get out of it, how they've had to go and like other other universities have had to cut checks to you know to get that guy over to. You're them. talking about the Charlie Weiss effect. Charlie yes, Weiss is in theory you. being played by three universities right now. I'm probably making that up, but I know KU is paying him. Yeah. Notre Dame was paying yeah. him. He was failing upward. It was fantastic. No, that's right. It, yeah. who, who was it? It was like, uh, God, it wasn't Jake DeLome. Who was the quarterback that was for the Browns and the Panthers? Maybe it was, or maybe it was uh, Jake DeLome was for both. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was. But at one time, he was the highest paid like quarterback in the NFL because he was getting paid by like three teams for that guaranteed money, like uh, <laughs> like 2010, 2011. Uh, anyway, DeLome's a piece of shit. There you go. One last thing before we <laughs> move on go. from the interview section. Um, oh, we haven't even talked Big 12 yet, bro. Oh, we're getting there. Oh, Relax. Oh, okay. Relax. Oh, 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 Whoa. Oh, oh. oh, now he's just walking in here telling us how long <laughs> we're going to spin on each segment? Copy that. Copy exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, well, sure. last thing I want to get to before we jump into the Big 12, and maybe you can make this a segue, is most awesome and I were talking about one example like this year, the college football is going to open up with a, you know, like a Michigan Notre Dame game. It seems like those cupcakes early is not happening anymore. Good or bad for the sport, Chad? And why is it happening? Ooh, man. That's a really good question. I mean, most awesome of you noticed this trend in the past five years. There's a marquee weekend matchup. Yeah, I mean, Michigan has played in, in several of them. A couple of years ago, they played against Alabama in uh, Dallas's new stadium. Yep. So yeah, they definitely they they're definitely scheduling big games early. Um, I think part of that has to do if they're going to catch that L, they might as well catch it early on in the season. Absolutely. You know. And get it out of the way so they don't totally crush their their chances. I think it was last year or two years ago, Alabama won, lost like one of the first early games out, yeah. ran the table, then made it into the college football playoffs. So not winning the SEC, not, right? Exactly. It's not going to hurt you trying to get into those those uh, uh, you know the college football playoff system. And I mean, it does work, right? You probably want to put as much space as possible that you can between that loss and just kind of the seeding for the bowls, right? It's yeah. it's a lot easier to like slowly inch your way up as time passes as it is to like at the very end like drop one and and we see this in college basketball too i mean if you look at like michigan state hoops they're scheduling duke unc i mean they're scheduling these top flight talents because i think especially with the limited practice that collegiately you have you're trying to get a sense of your team as quickly as possible so let's go up against the big dogs right away and we know especially with the if especially if we extend the college playoffs to eight teams which I don't know definitively, but I think it, it just more than likely is going to happen. Then now I can – I'm not so worried about taking that loss early on in the season or maybe two losses even over the course of the year. Yeah, I mean, good for the sport, yes, ultimately. I mean, it's a marquee sure. matchup. I mean, I used, remember you used to snooze through the first couple weekends except for your team. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, good for, good for the sport. It's a primetime game. ABC started airing them on Saturday nights, 8 mm-hmm. p.m. And, and we're not going to yeah. get away from, you know, they're still being undefeated teams, right? I mean, that's still going to – Kind of, we're still going to finish with like two or three teams that are. Don't worry, the Mac will put some sack of shit forward that didn't lose. And let's go fire up chips. There (laughs) you go, the Mac. Mac burn, got you, Mac. You've been roasted (laughs) by the O dog. Clemson, take a seat. Has every chance. Might as well be a non-power five with their schedule. 
for the most part. I was going to say, yeah, I was looking at their schedule before we, we hopped on, and I was like, I don't, they don't play anybody. They don't play anybody in the ACC. And they, uh, the the toughest game that they have is at Florida State. Yep. And then their 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 South Carolina matchup against that, which is just state rivalry. Yep. That's really it. And they're a legit top five team, even if they were in like a a, a more stronger conference. Yeah, being, more being called the best defensive line of all time, things like that. But it's ridiculous. I mean, hyperbole yeah. at the top of the season is not new. I would but definitely I, want to jump. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I do love though, the old school guys that will not buy into this scheduling. Like a team up front, Bill Snyder, near and dear. I was going to say. Dude, yeah. we're still playing three middle schools. <laughs> like, we're building that record up until we play Oklahoma it's and just lose. like, don't, don't worry about K-State until mid-November, please. <laughs> Never. He's sneaking yeah. in the top 25. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, he's figured out a system that works for him. <laughs> we're going to dive into a lot more of those kind of scheduling and odds talk when we get into the gambling corner, which I know we previewed right. that, but we are going to have... Have O-Dog stick around with us, if he will, and talk a little bit of the odds, specifically for K-State and some championships. Uh, but right now, it's high noon, you piece of Ooh. shit. And I got my six shooters coming off of what should have been a four-peat. Flamin' Funyuns. Ugh. All right, I, I, got, I got cute, as I do. But uh, fuck it. We didn't come here for the fucking food. That's let's right. take us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright, Neapolitan Showdown We have Chad with us in the studio today He's going to be nice enough to stick around and judge this for us We are talking Hello right. Brandon Hello, Chad. <laughs> Just warm. Hello, hello, guys. Warm greetings all around. Hello, most awesome. I feel hello. like I don't know if that. I think that's a good sign that Chad said hello. Maybe I should play kind of hard to get. Like we're just kind of in middle school. Yeah. Like, like he has to get my attention, and the way you get my attention is give me a victory. I'll take that. I do well, think it'd be funny if you, you guys just are... turned on me, like on the show, like I'm chatting with us off board, and everything's quarters like, "Hey, <laughs> fucker, what do you know about sports? <laughs> Nothing." Yeah, we're talking at worst people at sporting events. Uh, I mean, there's some pretty fucking chalk ones on here, but I know both of us have horror stories, and I imagine Chad does as well. Uh, I'd love to jump into it. So let's stop from the bottom. Uh, you knocked yeah. off my three Pete by pulling off a close victory. Uh, I'm on my one Pete. One Pete. Uh, let's see if you can make it a two Pete. Okay. No, it's a repeat. Exactly. No, what is it? Repeat. Call it two Pete. It's, it's a, a repeat. repeat. It's a two Pete. Okay, it's two Pete. That's right. All right. All right. There you go. So uh, I'm I'm glad that Chad's on here with us today because I know he's right. none of these guys. I know up. he's none of these guys. Okay, but yeah. Man, yeah. Look, you 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 guys have and do you, do you here. and do you know that before you say it, you've known him for like 15 minutes? Like <laughs> exactly. I don't think you guarantee yes. that. I, well, you know what? Here's the thing: you get a sense of a person immediately. Sure. Okay. And so I know he I know he's not this guy. I'm gonna start this off. I'm gonna pretty chalky, but I'm gonna start off with number three. I'm talking about the wave guy. Oh the shit! Guy that's my number. That's my number three. That's your number three. <laughs> well, Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, bow, 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 bow. Uh, yeah. Do yours, and then uh, I'll 
I kind of, I could, yeah, I'll let you jump in and I'll describe mine too. I'll, I'll jump off, but so it should gotcha. be a tie, but go ahead. So, so the wave guy who is just, just, you know, you're sitting in the, in the bleachers, uh, major league baseball game, it's hot and he is just working the crowd, just screaming his head off for seven straight innings, just trying to get the wave going. I don't know who the commercial is that does it. There's a great commercial. I think it's for like Allstate or something like that, where the guy's like, we're going to do the wave. Yeah. And he's trying to get everyone ramped up. I don't know watches commercials anymore but it's a good one to, to me it makes it sad because it's just like i don't know what's going on in your life like how long your wife's been ignoring you how long your kids don't respect you anymore but the fact that you have to kind of drum it together just to kind of get everyone's attention like you're the center of attention like yeah. you you created this thing which is just this da 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 let's go and it's just like you're yeah. driving that you're it, it, it and it doesn't ring true like this guy's kind of watching the game kind of not like it's more important to plot to kind of get his movement behind him doing this wave or this chant or whatever it is and it's just like sit down and like watch the fucking game and i i hate the wave i hate the wave yes. i hate i hate the beach ball showing up like i, I just I, I don't want to be it's it's equivalent to like the chicken dance at a wedding like don't make me do Ooh, kind of these little call. bullshit things that like nobody's into yeah if you've got the beach ball or the wave going on your sport is boring as fuck it is just that because no one's entertained <laughs> by what's going out there on the field. Sure. So they got to find some way other way to gussy up this pig. You guys keep knocking baseball and see who neither of you get a vote. What? No one, no <laughs> one said any a specific sport. I mean, sorry, somebody wants to bring joy to thousands <laughs> in a stadium. Joy, joy, right. joy to this game that's kind of holding the attention. What do you think, a- answer, dog? Yeah. You hate actually. The- I got a question. I got a question for Chad. Chad, have you ever been in that organic, like on the impetus of a wave, or have you just caught the wave as it's coming to you? I don't think I, I I'm know. generated. But right. I will say, though, that the selfishness, I disagree. This guy literally is sacrificing his own <laughs> dignity to bring joy to thousands. <laughs> Nobody's going to remember who started that wave. They're going to have the memory of, hey, remember when we all were in unison? You don't think it's a little yeah, yeah, power yeah. trip when he sees it going across the stadium and he's just like, I created that. Sure, but that's like fucking helping a homeless guy and then years later seeing him like in a house. <laughs> like, sweet. Right. I did a good thing. That's that's nobody else knows. 500 company. I get it. <laughs> exactly. that's, that's what like, it's like. Like picking up a piece of trash and nobody sees uh, it. All right, starting a wave or sh- teaching a man to fish, I guess. is <laughs> like know. hand in hand. Uh, I guess I guess we both get ne- – you want to slap us with some negative points on that? Bro? Oh, yeah. That's both. You have minus 3.14. <laughs> What if I uh, what if I try to start the wave now? Oh, that's no? a that's a plus three point one four. No, no, your audience you nice. I'm gonna see there Chad stand go. up I for like it. it. Uh, okay, yeah. well, see, I'm just starting it. Okay, I got number two. Bouncing to number two. Okay, okay, I am gonna go with the guy who is constantly trying to shit talk the players from the fan from this from his seat, just trying to yell out and just just constantly berating expletives it's not fun it's at a certain point yeah you might catch a good one or you might you might catch the opposing team with a good little jab but just the constant barrage of just hey you fucker you motherfucker you're terrible like i hate that guy just yeah just let uh, it go what about when he goes like a little rogue too when you can see that it's like kind of less about the player that he's actually trying to bash but he's just trying to be hilarious so he's kind of like it turns into a little open mic nighty Right, and he's just like trying yeah, out yeah. like different combos and like slams. So like it's like, oh yeah, Propecia time, right? And it's just like he's trying out little burns and zingers, and and, and he's gonna every like ninth one, he's gonna get a little side chuckle from the the rest of the row, right? Maybe and he, some of his drunk buddies aren't even hold, like aren't even entertaining this, <laughs> no, but no, he's he's, he's caught he's caught some wind from uh, from other people in the audience there. 
Yeah. All right. I'm going with. Uh, so mine's kind of in. <laughs> mine's kind of in that same vein. I'm going with. Uh, the everything is do or die fucking yeller that's just like sitting there and it's just like you know it's it's first and 10 and it's like in the third quarter and they like stop behind the line for like minus one yard and he's like loses his mind it's just like you had to get that together what was that play called yeah what was that play called yeah yelling the offensive coordinator's name to kind of show that like he's done his homework on the team like yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. like the uh, every every ref thing. It's it's always a hold. If nothing else went on that play, then there's a hold happening, and it's just you know it, it does it does ring true. It's that same guy that was at the bar watching the game that happened right before, and just like like he, he's got to tell you that you know it's it's got to be conclusive evidence to overturn like a challenge. It's just like motherfucker. Yeah, we we all know you, this. We, yeah, yeah. You I know I've dubbed in this guy. I, I you tagged that one before. I still hate this guy. Well, all right. I understand. Okay. I, well, you got me last week for, for my – or two weeks ago for my <laughs> – that, But here's my, the thing. We did. I'm just saying like that this gentleman does actually leave sports bars also, and sometimes you'll find him at a game. Right, right. I do love the fact that it's the guy that is – he is definitely also trying to impress his knowledge of the sport. Like I definitely think like he all of a sudden turns into a little like Rain Man-esque. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. every third and 13, exactly. we call the same damn play, and we get holding every time. We've we been averaging – 1.7 yards with our fullback all fucking year on like the six right. to seven carries he gets a game and it's our fucking Achilles heel. Yeah, Achilles, did everybody hear that stat? FYI, yeah. did everybody hear it? Achilles heel's a right. Achilles heel. That's a big tell. If someone's using that, they're full of shit and they're trying to show off their knowledge. That is, uh, that that's a good one. Easily goes to Brandana because yes. most awesome failed to point out the one in fifty hecklers that is really witty, mm. and that is an especially baseball. Yes, you need to pass some time. Yeah, and I'm like twelve. Sure. And this guy killed ricky uh ricky henderson with kindness it was fantastic it's like you're the best ricky <laughs> like you do something be like you're a hot dog ricky but you're still the best it's all you would just like positive reinforcement the whole time so like, is does that guy good. get a limit though is it like is it one joke every half inning i mean can he just be constantly going like every three outs like when what was we... the ultimate beat it to the ground it build gains up. life because sure. it's been beaten to the ground and his dedication to it. So come the eighth inning right. and he's still telling Ricky how amazing he is. Yeah. At that point, you're like, this has gotten funny, man. Yeah, <laughs> this is it's that fact. reminds that reminds me of a story. I was listening to a, another podcast, Jay Moore, and he was talking about the time where he was at a Red Sox Yankees game and they were in Boston and they were on the uh, the Yankee side and, and right next to the batter's box. And he watched these guys for four straight games. Every time Derek Jeter got up into the batter's box, or not in the batter's box, in the in the in the uh, warm up spot. Every time that they saw Jeter, they were like, "Hey, Jeter, Jeter, come here, say hi, look at us, look at." He wouldn't look at him, not for three straight games. Wouldn't look at him. They're just constantly. Every time he was in there warming up, just yelling after. Finally, on like the last or second to last at bat that he had. They're like, Cheater, just please just look at us. Just look at us. And he turns around and like, ah, fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> fuck, suck my dick. And they're just like totally like slow played it for four games. So That's that fantastic. is that. Like the total four, commitment. Four to... games? Yes. Yeah, just just watch. Yeah. Earned it. Even Jeter had to be like, you earned that. But don't try to yeah, suck yeah, up with that. So, it, that story does not count towards your score. I'd like that too. That no, no, no. art no. form in, in the end. We used to, living up here being from Kansas, I, I, I hate the Yankees more than anything. But I'll go to Yankee Stadium when the Royals are in town. And sure. for the longest time until, you know, 14 and 15, there wasn't a lot to root for. So being obnoxious took to the place of hope. And <laughs> I'd bring folks with me that weren't as big on baseball. So I would literally, like, 
had a lot more time on my hands back then, but I would prep a document with insults and when they were appropriate to be made. Like seventh inning, if we're down more than three, let everybody know that Jeter and A-Rod like to kiss each other. Things like that. Yeah. And we made I Heart KC shirts. And the thing is, if you're going to have the balls to do that, you definitely need some form of altered state to hold it. Sure. Because I've since gone to such games without that courage, and I'm silent as a fucking lamb. <laughs> I was like, all right, take this Royals hat off for a couple of innings. Oh, Brandon just... gets two points because the two-point conversion is what that fan would more than anything second-guess on a coach. Oh, yes. Nice. Ooh, good, good call. Good score. I like it. Good score. And I like that, I like that Chad was uh, like a, a, a Gary Shandling version of a fan in the baseball team. Just yeah. pens and paper. Yeah, and just, just really. Scribbling just notes. Just been, working. Been workshopping just working the last three days, just like pacing yeah, exactly. in the mirror. Uh, perfect. Let's I go to it. our final one. We're probably going to see okay. pretty close eye-to-eye to eye on this, but take the ball out. Yes, I'm gonna go, and I've uh, I'm gonna go with the fight guy. I'm gonna guy who's gonna challenge people in the stands to fight or get into some altercation or some scrum. Uh, I've had it happen to me, not where it's gone to fisticuffs, but I've had where fuck is this guy gonna throw fucking a blow on me? Like, and he's standing behind me, like a row or two behind me, just just yelling at me, just and it's just fuck, man, you can't escape it. It ruins a sporting event. It's also one of yeah. the things like and. Chad, you've got uh, a, a child. It's one of those things where it's like, uh, do you even want to bring your kids to the games anymore? If like fisticuffs are going to break out, you know what I mean? It's not what it's about. Yeah, and I'll, I'll even, uh, so I'm going to ride that wave real fast and then I'll let uh, our guest jump on it too. Because mine's right up the alley. Uh, obviously, like the drink too much, just the fucking like drunk right. asshole. It's not fun, man. Like specifically NFL, like I took a girlfriend to a game once and like some dude slapped her ass and she didn't tell me about it till afterwards because it's no like you just you don't want to do that like fighting thing and it's fucking like it's unavoidable whether it be like you have a girlfriend there or just like a fucking like opposing team's hat like there's just it's it's fucking like the wild west and it's not yeah. it's not what i want to be there for like at all it's it's not fun uh i don't it, it doesn't seem to be as bad in baseball but definitely like in what it not as bad in baseball I, I don't feel, and maybe maybe uh, I just haven't been to the right stadiums, like a friendly like Angel Stadium as opposed to fucking like being at a Red Sox stadium playing the Yankees or something. It's probably, that probably gets a little rough, but it's just like in NFL games, man. It's just like fucking like almost got an altercation at a Saints game. Uh, it happened at a Chiefs game. It happened at a fucking like Forty Niners game. Maybe you're the and, and I even wear that. <laughs> you know what? Let's find the fucking common denominator. Like. I'm a piece of shit. Oh, that's what I put. I, right. I, I put when I drink too much. Sorry, I missed right, the right, start right. of that sentence. Uh, yeah, so fuck that. Well, that's the thing. Is like old the Eagles old stadium, Veterans Stadium, used to have a jail cell and a courthouse to arraign people <laughs> that were getting pulled in. So it's, I mean, in Philly, I mean, we've talked about how what a pile of garbage Philly is. But sure. It's one of those things where it's like, come on, guys, like let's get our shit. Together. We can always circle back on that too. I mean, we can always just touch <coughs> double down on, on yeah, yeah, Philadelphia yeah. being a piece of shit. Yeah. No, there's a yeah. sort of agreement I think that everybody makes when you go to a stadium like that, and it's like we're literally suspending reality for a moment. We all get to we don't get to yell each at each other on the street. You know, it's like we get to right. yell at each other because we're wearing a particular color for a team, and we're not going to hit each other. It's fun. Right. It's a release. We're, we're rooting for people. I guess I just, I rarely see it. In, well, I'm saying when it crosses the line, it sucks. Yeah, I rarely see it in yeah. good form or in fun. And also, like, when you just throw alcohol into it, like, just, it's impossible to stay away from egos with anyone that has, like, a slight ego. 
Yeah, exactly. And the, certain people break that contract the minute they throw a fist. All of a sudden, it's not fun. It's not this handshake we've all made that we're not going to cross a line. We're just going to have fun yeah. to a degree. Right. And it's one of those things like, and I think we're all, we've all been in that situation. Like my wife is a Yankees fan. And so we went Ooh. when we were living in LA. Yep. Sorry about that. I'm not, I'm not fighting for points anymore here, Chad. I know <laughs> where my score is. And, uh, and uh, we went to an angels game and this is, we're sitting in the outfield. We got just cheap seats and there's a couple dudes just <clears throat> heckling my wife with their Yankees hat on. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where you're like, all right, man, like at a certain point, this is going to get a little uh, too aggressive or go on for too long, and then what the fuck, what am I going to do? What, yeah. What's going to happen? Are we going to have to fucking fight in the aisle? Like, yeah. is this what we came for? Or do we just want to watch some baseball, eat a hot dog, drink a beer, and maybe catch a pop fly? Like, what the fuck? That's one thing if you're by yourself, but the, yeah, like you're describing, when you're with a wife, when you're with a kid, when you're with a girl, and all of a sudden you feel like you have to bow up times 10, you yeah, just get it's more like, vulnerable. Well, I, it's, it's honestly like I had a conundrum about it for like weeks afterwards and asked like my see most awesome one I thought. <laughs> and asked my uh, there we go there's the there al- alpha o dog we here know I'm just moving the mic out of the way now Chad yeah, and let's just stare at each yeah. other you mentioned Angel Stadium by the way and we're also talking about hecklers the funniest heckle I've ever heard in my life took place at Anaheim Stadium it was actually Boston so the one version oh, okay. of the Boston heckle we, you described earlier you know ah, yeah. go fuck your mother um, this guy is in there and it's, you know, who the fuck from Boston travels to Anaheim to watch a game, but I imagine <laughs> right. he's a transplant, but he lives there. He's got a Boston hat on. Angels are winning and people start heckling him, you know, really laying into him Disneyland style. And he just yells out, oh yeah, well, Los Angeles lacks an adequate public transportation system. <laughs> and I laughed for the rest of the game. Like, that's knows? hilarious. We have to send we have to send uh, Chad undercover to all these stadiums and have him come back and report like just like the, the sickest most heckler. hilarious wittiest heckle. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be good. That'd be like a great last call sports call, like wittiest call or wittiest pun in the stadium. I like it. Yep. So most awesome gets those points because it's really the fighting itself. It's the the drinking. People still drink, but you can be a yeah. drunken idiot and not cause a fight. So most awesome gets two minutes awarded because that's I think how long you go in a penalty, penalty box, box for fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's adorable. Uh, all right, so that's uh, you're calling it a win for most awesome then. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You were never, you were never oh, winning that. that. My two peaks. Oh. My two peaks. See, now I'm facing down. Um, back to back. Fuck. Uh, that's all right. Okay, well let's let's keep it moving. So you got any, you got any consolations? Any consolations on there? Any ones that fall on your consolation that we didn't talk about there? No. What I, what I did is kind of tied in. I think the biggest thing was tying in like the guy that doesn't pay attention to the game, and that kind of yeah. brings more. Uh, Chad was with me at when we went to Texas Stadium to see the Cowboys play, and it was like there's a big screen, but it's not only that big screen. I almost don't blame that because your eyes get sucked up there. But it was like the right. quietest, like <laughs> most chill, just kind of like hangout posh like fucking like restaurant right. almost like people weren't really watching there'd be big plays and it was a regular season game against a division rival like the redskins and it was just like right. just the mood and atmosphere and there was like way too chill for it to be a Shock, another game. one for college football right. there you go yep well I, yeah and and uh i would say the same thing was until they restructured it michigan stadium was the quietest 110,000 people you really? ever had run into oh, wow. yeah it was it was like a total like tea and crumpet type of university wow. they've switched it around they have they've jazzed it up they've pumped in a lot more uh music and gotten the, the the student section more concentrated so it's gotten a little rowdier which is good but yeah it used to have that knock on it that it was just like you know f- you know fuddy duddies and college Michigan. football hey hey exactly. uh the the big house am i right 
That's right. That's, That's right. right. Good job. Bonus, take take a drink, no mappers. Got it. Boom. Dress up fan. <laughs> what about your NFL dress up fan? What's that when I go to each team? What about your, wait, what was the whole topic? Was it like most annoying people at sports <laughs> events? Yes. Yeah. What about the dress up guy, like the worst spikes. Oh on the yeah, yeah. Well, shirt? like oh, yeah, yeah. Like the the barrel guy, and then yeah. like the uh, the the hogs, the female hogs, which I never quite got. Like we're, we're the hogs. We're gonna dress like pigs, but like right cross dressing pigs. No, they were guys though. It was oh. guys that like. And they so you're, would, like, dri- like you're offending dresses. transgender people. <laughs> I, okay, yeah, I'm talking okay, about yeah. the people that. Well, yeah. Right. That's bow, a, bow, that, here's here's the, here, bow, bow, bow. here's the check on college football. They've got great on them. They've got great great dress up fans. Oh yeah, they do. All college right. football, excellent. Sure, bow, 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 bow. Oh man, can't wait to edit this episode. <laughs> uh, and we are. That's right. The headphones hurt. Pop quiz segment. Mab about you. Ooh. All right. That's right. This morning we have a guest come on. Uh, it's so habitual now that everyone should probably see it coming. But we put our guest on the hot seat and fly through 10 quick questions. Just get to know a little bit more about them and make sure they're listening to our podcast. There uh, go. We got a good point to bring up. I haven't really listened to this that much. <laughs> this would be the appropriate time, but the answers will speak for themselves. Uh, all right. Map about you. Firing from the top. What's your favorite chip? I don't like chips. You don't like chips? You have to whisper it. <laughs> I'm gonna bump oh, up that volume man. so everybody hears no chip. chips. No. You, don't, you don't need to eat a single. What about like a like a tortilla chip and like uh, like the queso dip? I'm forced into it like a harvest cheddar or sun chip. All right, no chips. We're off to a blazing start. How do you score it, most awesome? I'm gonna go with a zero on that. I was also gonna go. I was also gonna go with a uh, maybe a seven for bashful for the seven dwarfs. Uh, your answer was so sad. Uh, it was honest though. He could easily just set a chip, but he chose yeah, not to. Cool Keeping ranch. it real. Yeah, yeah, maybe sports uh, it's too late. Chad, we're moving on. Um, when you and the wife watch Jeopardy, do you let Alec finish the question? Uh, I do not, much to my wife's anger. <laughs> is, is that the correct way to watch Jeopardy? Absolutely not. Do those guys have to wait? They fucking start buzzing, right? I don't know really the rules, but... You're right. You're 100% right, and I'm going to give you what is 50 points. There you go. <laughs> uh, Did he prep for this? We brought you up when you met a celebrity and kept it cool in one of the episodes of our podcast. What celebrity did you meet? Sean Penn or Matthew Perry? No, you met Sofia Coppola. Oh, at... <laughs> he did bring that up. <laughs> Which, what was the name of the burger spot? Bonus points if you can. What's the name of the burger spot? Uh, I, I know what it is. Hold on. It's, uh, oh man, it's a, uh, um, wait, wait, it's the, the, the everybody like, Shake Shack. There you go. I'm, there you go. There All you right, go. I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you three points because you name dropped three celebrities. and <laughs> That was my whole plan. <laughs> exactly. And Sofia Coppola was in Godfather 3. Boom. Nice. There you go. Uh, which is the better Manhattan, New York or Kansas? Oh, 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 oh. oh that's a good one. Little Apple versus Big Apple. Yeah, it's the most awesome right there. <sighs> exactly. little face-off. Um, Manhattan, Kansas for heart. All right, North uh, Kansas, staying true to Midwest roots. I like it. Yeah, that's you're not fine. feeling I it. I was gonna go. Uh, no, but <laughs> no, no, no. most awesome is the right answer. New York is that what you're telling us? Right. <laughs> that's yes, the, that's York, the correct yeah. Manhattan. Got me that. Sorry, with, you got it wrong. Should go with your, you should have gone with your liver or your stomach. Either one would have worked. <laughs> you got it wrong, Chad. Uh, can we hear your acapella air horn, please? <laughs> nice. Ooh, that was high pitch. I'm gonna give it 8.5 on the decibel level. I like it. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, when I tell you I have a new gambling strategy, how difficult is it to keep a straight face? 10. <laughs> 10. Beautiful. 10 points it is, my friend. So, you have a daughter. What cartoon are you kind of into? I'm talking about my fucking kids, bro. What cartoon am I into? Um, well, it's not a cartoon. 
It's Sesame Street. So you're kind of into it. You're super into Sesame Street. Um, I'm going to give you the letter A for that one. <laughs> do, you not wa- do you watch the HBO Sesame Street? It's fantastic. Oh, no. I do not. Oh, it's fantastic. I, we watch... Is it really? I, I uh, For just us or for our kids, too? <laughs> no. Uh, well, she pays attention. But yeah, yeah okay. jams are okay. good. I didn't even realize it was on HBO. I have, yeah. I have no clue. They took oh, it okay. and sprinkled right. their fucking HBO dust on it. Now it's awesome. Oh, look at this. Look I'm going to have to check it out. All right. Yeah, it may be Sports Podcast, episode 25, brought to you by the letters it may be. I don't know. That's right. I like it. Uh, your Night Owl, worst movie that you stayed up way too late to watch. How about in the last week? Blade Trinity? Like, I mean, pretty Oh, good. my God. <laughs> Deep Impact? Uh, like, name it. What's on TNT right. tonight? Deep All right. Uh, what was uh, what was the tax lien against Wesley Sipe? Whatever that number is, that's what you scored on that point. <laughs> wow, it's millions and millions of points. Right. Uh, okay, so this is a little NFL trivia. Uh, you're a college football fan, uh, but name all the starting quarterbacks for Florida NFL teams. Blake Bortles. I didn't Boom. Think of the Florida th- is that wrong? Is he starting right. anymore? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's the other? You're right. You're good. Dolphins. Is that Tannehill kid? Tannehill yeah. kid around anymore? Yep, yep. Okay. he's there, he's there. Um, two for two, off to a hot streak. The Jags, the Dolphins. The better question would be name all Florida NFL teams. Um, there's Miami, there's Jacksonville, an Orlando team. There's another team in there. Yeah, there is. Well, you can tell me. I'm supposed to name the quarterback. Uh, all right, Tampa Bay. Oh, uh, oh, man. Josh Freeman got cut a few years ago, didn't he? <laughs> he, he did, right, right, right. He did, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't say. I didn't say. Name your favorite bartender in Florida. Turn. <laughs> I have no idea. He's starting I, for the Bucks. Oh, Winston. Fuck. But wait, is he anymore? Uh, yeah, he is. He got suspended. It's uh, he got so suspended. he is not the starting we quarterback. Were. Brandon, who's the starting quarterback for the Bucks? Ryan Fitzpatrick. There you go. I did like the, the fact that we kid. kept circling around Tampa Bay, or not Tampa Bay, uh, Jacksonville and Miami. We could go on Jags, Dolphins. <laughs> Jags, Jacksonville, Dolphins. Miami. Which one? Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to give you uh, a solid two on that one. Thanks. Uh, okay, and here at the MAB Sports Podcast, we like to objectify men and women equally. Who is your biggest man crush? Like entertainment, sports? Yeah, entertainment. Yeah, anywhere. All time, bro. Who, who, does, All it time. For, who does it for you? Who moves? Oh, who moves that Chad needle? Maybe like the fucking like early '30s Paul Newman, like Cool Hand Luke Newman. Yeah, guys, I like it. Right. Classically handsome. Yeah, I'm tapping on your fucking chair. <laughs> fucking stop this in the show. All right. Oh, 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 the the dead guy, Pat Tillman. Pat, Pat Tillman? Tillman. Yeah. All right. I mean, he's dead. Does that count? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's fine. Paul, we'll Paul, Paul Newman's also, dead too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. All right. So a uh, little little necro style, but I like it. <laughs> I like both those guys. Uh, a plus. All right. Let me tally this up real quick here, Chad. Uh, We, sir, have scored enough points to lock down a T-shirt. Oh, we got a T-shirt. What are you coming at? A a medium? An extra large? What are you wearing? I'll do a large. This is large. There you go, bro. Yeah, show, show off the guns a little bit. I saw him reach down. I was like, I, I forgot we're on. <laughs> like, he got he got legit excited when you reached for your Scotch Most Awesome. He thought you were grabbing him a T-shirt, <laughs> which it would still have oh, to have right. like the four shipping days to get here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We still got to place that order. We're on guest five. We gotta we gotta get a bulk bulk order going. Okay, well we definitely took the uh, rapid fire out of that rapid fire round, so we're gonna go ahead and up against it like we are. We're still gonna jump into the gambling corner. Bring me my jam bring him to the jams money
Uh, okay, we are this week, we still have to tackle segment eight of eight, which will be the NFL Futures NFC North. We'll tackle that next week. Taking a little break because we have guest Chad Osham in the studio with this big college football fan, a little college football gambler. So we're going to talk some futures uh, in college football, both win totals and national championships. Oh, dog. so we have a little bit of a gambling thread going. Can you introduce us to what your pick of the week is and how it works? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last name's Ostrom. So what I did is I just took the first letter from it and I put D-O-double-G behind it. Right, yeah. So it's O-Dog. There you go. Right? It's cap- capital D oh. also, right? Capital D, but capital lowercase O. Capital D in the dog. Is there, a, is there a hyphen in between? Or there is, no? there is. To oh, make sure I people like don't it. really think it's my last name. Gotcha. Now I'm I'm yeah. super into this yeah. now. Oh, dog sounds a little Irish. Yeah. So I went, so so I went with the the dog theme, and I came up with the old dog lockdown kennel pick of the week. Yep. <laughs> and um, this is audio. That's you can't good... see it, but it has to have a, a Doberman that gets got a Dober. Just uh, guys, go on your cell phone right now. After you email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail After you do that and give us five stars, go ahead and look down. If you what do you have to search? I think you go in your gifts and you just search dog, and there's like a real mean like. Doberman looking kind of like you know from the kids movies in the early 90s it's kind of like guarding wherever like the other kid has to get to yeah like that's that sort like of Doberman. dog yeah sure. but uh that's the kind of lockdown pick of the week and um this basically goes out to friends and friends alone it's not to be shared professionally um because it's it's a pretty solid fucking lock well well what if uh, our listeners might be interested in a oh dog kennel lockdown of the week is that something you you're thinking about releasing this year um it's early to see so you got to figure out are you looking for like actually making money or do you want to bet on the sexy game mm. what, what what approach do you take uh i well kyle and i'll pick like 10 teams so <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> a lot of, game lot of locks uh, a lot of locks but uh I, I would take uh michigan money line oh michigan money line coming okay well let's uh let's Ooh. let's jump into that line right now so uh i, like I did dog lock of the week so on September 1st at 7.30 p.m., Michigan and Notre Dame are going to open their season playing each other. And right now, Michigan is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And you're Ooh, liking, that's it? So that's it's a it. point-and-a-half, whatever. It's the same thing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a little bit. I mean, like, there could be, like, you know, a 34-35 to 35 score, which would make you lose that bet if that's all Michigan. I gamble won. a lot, but I don't necessarily understand gambling. <laughs> listen listen to some imp- right. earlier episodes. I was about to jump into it, but I was just like, well. Uh, well, yeah. So I think I think like a money line like that would probably it would bump it up, bump up the premium a little bit more. So it'd probably be like a minus one eighty to win a hundred. Or if you want to have them cover that one and a half points, they could do Definitely a minus one. I don't like it when you have to spend more money than you win. So does your all right? Uh, so does your your lockdown involve? It doesn't involve money lines. Then it's against the spread. So I would take it against spread. I didn't realize it was one and a half. I thought it was pick them. It's one and a half, yeah. yeah and okay, I mean, that, okay. that could change. I mean, I still think we're some weeks out. What do you think about this spread? Most awesome. You love the Michigan Wolverines, the big house. Yeah. Although it's not going on at the big house. I, no, yeah, it's on the road. It's both. It's it's uh, it's at Notre Dame Stadium. It's actually college game day is is lining up in my backyard. It's in, And I live just uh, a scant 15, 20 minutes from the stadium. That's awesome. Uh, uh yeah, it is I take that shit in a heartbeat, man. I mean, first off, the they lost two first rounders on their offensive line, Notre <laughs> Dame did. And uh the offensive guard Quentin Nelson to the Colts and then Mike McClinney to San Francisco. 
I, I think that's right. Anyways, then they also lost their running back, Josh Adams, who had like 1,500 yards last year. That offense is depleted. They don't have a quarterback who can actually throw the ball. Brandon Wimbush is a running guy. They had uh, Ian Book, who's their came in the bowl game and showed some flashes of passing, but even still their passing game is, is kind of weak. Michigan brings out the top-rated passing defense last year, returns, I believe it's Did eight they get or seven or eight starters. on defense? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. except for the, I think there's – I think there's – their whole secondary is back. Yeah. I think they're bringing like eight guys back. They're missing one linebacker and two defensive tackles. But they still got Rashawn Gary, who is a top five NFL pick. Uh, Chase Winovich, who's an also a pretty strong defensive end. You got Devin Bush, Kalik Hudson. The defense is locked down. That was their strength last year was Michigan's defense. Their offense couldn't move the ball. Anemic. Now they've got – yeah, exactly, terrible. Now they got Shane pa- or Shea Patterson I was say, from is, Ole Miss. Does Patterson start? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't. Harbaugh's I, I playing think, coy. Har- totally. Yeah, he's not going to. He's not going to drop it until he has to. You know, uh, probably before kickoff, and then announce that it's going to be Patterson. But it will be Patterson, and they return both of their stud running backs, uh, three starters on the offensive line. Uh, I think. I think I take that that one and a half. So let's go to what we're going to do is we're going to jump into the Big Twelve. Uh, guess Chad Studio, being a K State fan, we're going to talk through some of those over under wins, and then we're going to talk a little <laughs> champions. We're going to do some solid champions. Then I'm going to ask you guys for a little bit of a long shot national championship. And if that actually Ooh. happens, if that's a wise way to spend money, like. Or if sure. I'm just lighting it on fire, because I'll find different ways. I don't need this. I got plenty of options to get rid of my money. All right, O-Dog, we have K-State. Uh, the win total is coming in at six. You like the over or the under on that? Over all the way. Over yeah. six. You think over two? I'd say over just because, they're like, like Chad said earlier, they're playing three uh, middle school teams early on in the season. Uh, so you're halfway there. I take it. Plus, you got what are they? They play Kansas. That's four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah. Well, it's funny because K State suffers from the exact opposite of the Michigan and Notre Dame game, which is so interesting because those pro- programs are both so storied. Uh, you could disagree as a fan, but I, I think that everybody wants them to be good. I mean, Notre Dame especially. You want Notre Dame right. to be good, yeah. and I think they always suffer from inflation at the beginning of the season. K State's always the other way around. Nobody ever right. gives them a chance, and they end up getting at least three, four Big 12 wins. and have a winning record. So what's some, I, I see your notes over there. What's some other gambling takes you like in this Big 12? If you're going for, I know we're not talking long shot national champion, but I was shocked to see that West Virginia is picked fifth in the Big 12. It averaged really? of a couple different polls that I was looking at. You got OU at plus 25, Texas at plus 250. I didn't think that Tom Herman had arrived quite so surely yet to pick them second. Um, Oklahoma State third, TCU fourth, West Virginia fifth, K-State, and then down at the bottom, KU, which is uh, plus 25,000, Brandon. That's a juicy Ch-ching. Oh, man. You know what? On one hand, I could use $25,000. <laughs> On the, the other way. hand, so, that's a lot of wins. So do you, would, you, would you put with West Virginia, going back to that West Virginia, because yeah. you've got Will Greer, who's a yeah. Heisman candidate too, right? He's, he's like, do you look at some height and a better arm. Right, exactly. So do you look at stuff like that and like, okay, because oftentimes college teams can ride the wave of a really strong player. We've seen it in 
college basketball. We see it in, 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 the, in college football every once in a while. Do you look at that and go, okay, well, we've got a, we can buy in low here on potentially a, 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 you know, a wave that we could be riding through the season, right? And the, and the Big 12 is not a solid, solid conference top to bottom. So looking at their schedule, I, I put some money. I'd lay some money on that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, what, what's, the Big 12 is an air raid conference now it's almost kind of sad how much so i mean if west virginia could muster half an attempt at defense right they could easily take the conference because they're probably the best air raid team of all the is is, is dana is is dana holgerson still the coach at west virginia yes, yes. okay yeah. we're, we're Ooh, yeah that's a rough looking yeah. dude yeah, yeah. but that, yeah, yeah, that guy knows his way around a whiskey bottle one of my favorite <laughs> coaching stats in the big 12 is that three seasons in a record of three and 33. KU's like, you know what? Season four, well, Beatty's going to turn this around. <laughs> so it came That's right. Year, three God. and 33 in the past three seasons. Uh, what, what about this OU over under on win totals? Uh, you got them at 10. Is OU for real? Is that me just cakewalk through their division and their schedule? Most awesome was talking about a college player dominating. I, I just. Mayfield casts such a big shadow. I mean, their pieces are there. They're blue chip across the board. But, like, I honestly don't know until the new quarterbacks line up. It's just he was right. such a magician, like a Menzel type. But I don't know. I honestly don't know. Big 12 is hard to fucking predict. Right. I mean, you've got, so you've got Kyler Murray, who is following in the footsteps mm-hmm. of Mayfield. Transfer from Texas A&M. Um, it's it's really about I mean we know athletically he can do it he was drafted really high by the Oakland Athletics on a big big deal that way so it's one of those things like can he is he going to have the accuracy and make the big throws the way Mayfield did we know he can carry the ball he can tote the rock but is he going to make the, the 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 big money plays at the end of the game I don't know I'm not going to go on a a guy who hasn't played basically in a year and a half two years. I, I, transfer quarterbacks always make me nervous. The only one that's the outlier except to that. For yours. Can't, oh, yeah, right. Except, right, well, except for mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because he's the – what I was going to say, the outlier is is the uh, is the Cam Newton, right? Yeah. He's the only guy that's come back and, and took him to the, the promised land. All right, up against it, as we always are, we have guest Chad Ocean in the studio with us. We're talking a little bit college football futures in the Brandana Gambling Corner. Uh, last thing, I'm going to throw out some favorites. You guys tell me what odds you like, and then I'm going to do a little bit of long shot. Then we got to get the fuck out of here to our MVP and tail from the <laughs> frat. So our uh, kind of favorites, right? All right, we're going to start with Oklahoma at 16 to one, Michigan at 14 to one, Washington at 12 to one, Ohio State 10 to one, Georgia 9 to one, Clemson 3 to one, and Alabama coming in a shade under two to one at 19 to 10 who do you like where should we put our money michigan's more favored than oklahoma uh they are it's close yeah it's 16 to 1 versus 14 to 1 but yeah it's a it's a slight tick in michigan's favor Uh, take take that take that chad take that (laughs) take that michigan line my friend (laughs) no honestly if if i'm if i'm going my heart (laughs) if i if i'm gonna go i'm gonna take that clemson i'm gonna i'm gonna take it three to one uh, it's a little bit better payout. They have a significantly easier, as we were talking about earlier, uh, lineup heading into it. I could see them easily coasting uh, 12-0, 13-0 into the college football playoffs there. Yeah, and I think this kind of opened up a little bit, too, ever since they introduced the college football playoff. Because now you have four teams that have legit chance at that national championship. Right. So you got to look a little bit about like who's got a true road to get one of those slots and then kind of who they're going to have to play on the way to that national championship game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. 
Clemson's a great pick, but as you know, I like to bet small and win big. He so does. So I would. Uh, I don't. Uh, Georgia. Georgia at nine to one. Oh. Like, are there any of these teams where you just like they're hundred percent like probably have a playoff spot? Like, you know, is Clemson just based on their division or whatever? I would like, say Clemson. Real fast, uh, give me your long shot up against it. So I've, uh, I'm going to give you West Virginia at 100 to 1. These are all 100 to 1s. West Virginia, Vautech, Texas A&M, Oregon, Nebraska, Florida. Anything worth the money or just keep your $100 and don't even bet on this? Like put Nebraska. more $100 on Clemson. That's insane. None of these hit? You think, you think, you think Scott Frost is going to get it done in Nebraska? I year do, one. but year one, really? my God. Yeah, yeah. Look, they're suffering. Um, they they abandoned the Big Twelve and they're living in their fucking purgatory right now, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess West Virginia, yeah. if for a puncher's chance. Yeah, West Virginia in the Big Twelve. Uh, the Oregon at 101 in the Pac-12. There's just too many other good teams in there. So. All right, let us know your picks for this college football season. Email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail Next week we'll we'll be back to NFL Gambling, where we belong on Brandana Gambling Ooh. Corner. Uh, all right, let's close this motherfucker down. MVP of the week, who do you got for us, Chad? Um, I don't know if I've heard you guys go political very often. Ooh, we, we tried it on one episode <laughs> yeah. and then never again. Remind me to listen to that. Until right now. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to come in hot. This is more sure. of like a nominal thing. I just find it hilarious. Uh, my MVP of the week is uh, Andrew Cuomo for his spot-on Jeff Daniels' Will McAvoy impersonation this week when he claimed that uh, we're not going to make America great again. It never was that great. Oh. Pilot. Like not, like not even, like not even in jest, like not even like There's context to... around it, but, but I'll tell you right now, if you watch the news, it's not providing you with the context, but it's a pretty spot on Will McAvoy from the opening <laughs> of the newsroom. Yeah. I will go with, uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, uh, on the capitalist tip, I'm going to go with Kobe Bryant. Oh, God, uh, yeah, put in that six million bucks, getting paid out two hundred million dollars. How can he not be the MVP of the week? True or false? Had you ever heard of this body what, glove before? What do you do? You what read he this article? In? Yeah, he invented. He invested six million bucks in body. Oh, do you not know this? Under like some drink it's or some body glove. I was saying, I never glove. heard of this before. I read that article. Is it like an Under yeah. Armour or it's a drink? It's a drink. Oh, it's a drink. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. It must be good in like Guatemala. I have no idea. Sure. Because I'm not really sure. I've I've never had a sip of it, so I don't know. But here's what I am drinking up, getting that sweet returns. <laughs> Six million paying out at two hundred million. Shit. All right, man. That's what Kobe needed. Just a little bit more financial security. My MVP right. of the week is True Detective season three. That's right. It's in the can. The True Detective Season 1 that kind of shook it up. I'm not going to say, like, uh, obviously it it was maybe a little late on the television renaissance, but it definitely was a benchmark for me sitting down, being excited about a show coming on week to week when kind of right when we got to that kind of House of Cards, like, binge-watching era. It was still not doing the binge-watch thing, and episode uh, 3, when they do that, just fucking, like, they don't cut for, like, three minutes. I was watching it over at the bicycle jazz house it's unreal so uh yeah i would say that season one was revolutionary and then the much underrated season two except for that part where vince vaughn's like staring at the fucking like spot in the ceiling and he does that monologue for like three and a half minutes but you get around that underestimated season two and season three coming to us in 2019 i i love vince vaughn in that i loved him i thought he was great the only scene i liked was the end what's that 
That that ending scene was the only one I liked about season two. Also, is underestimated the wrong word, right word to use there? It's not upcoming, like um, no underrated. Did I say under underestimated? You did. Okay, under underrated season check two. Check the tape. That's we'll fine. I sit in we here. We don't know what you meant. When, when I edit, I sit in here all day Sunday, just putting in the words I need to. I sound like <laughs> a fucking. I sound like a moron when we record it, but when we get the edit done, and I just kind of do it, my voice drops. I'm a fucking. You sweeten the genius. shit out of this podcast. Uh, all right. Well, you can find us on iTunes. Search MAB Sports. Give us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell a friend. That's how we grow. Where can they find us on social media, brother? Ooh, if you're looking, it's at MAB underscore sports with an S. That's for Twitter and the Instagram. Copy that. Uh, quick 60-second tale from the frat. This one. Is um, Facebook? Or does this just not, not cool? What's that? You don't, have, you don't do, like, Facebook call-outs and stuff? I really know. Is anybody? Oh, uh, most awesome's not even on. I don't Facebook have any anymore. social media. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not on. Fa- I'm not on Facebook. I've I've uh, I've cut myself off from that. I do think in for Instagram we had to create a Facebook page for it. Yeah. So I think that there might be a a, a ghost MAB Facebook page there. So, so it's not cool. So you know what, Chad? You're what are you? 37 years old. Never too late to join Facebook. Why don't you hop on there and like our Facebook page? Let us know if it exists. Uh, all right. 60 second <laughs> tale from the frat. Uh, Chad was there with me. Uh, the fantasy draft was coming up. He was EP in a television show on the road. I was with him working for him and it was in Jackson Hole. It was it Wyoming? Wyoming. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Uh, fantasy draft and I had to ask him for a big favor. Kind of ballsy of me because you know <laughs> you're in the middle of a shoot and you were nice enough to get hired and taken across the country. But on this day there was a Oh, can't say the name of the fantasy league. I'll have to edit Ooh. that out. <laughs> First rule about the fantasy leagues. You don't acknowledge a fantasy league exists. Anyway, I had a fantasy draft coming up in the league that will not be named. Uh, and so what we had to do is, uh, you know, I, I just came clean. I was like, I got to do this uh, fantasy draft if possible. And I would brought it up like weeks before, just kind of like a little child, just bringing it up, like yipping about it all the time. And... Chad came up with the idea to go ahead and have, leave me behind for the scene we we're going to shoot to set up for the next scene, which was at their place. So the entire crew, except for me, went to shoot this scene. I think the only scene in the series that like I wasn't there for while I stayed at uh, stayed back and drafted my fantasy football team. Beautiful. I love it. All right, guys. This has been the MAB Sports Podcast, episode 25. Chad Ostrom, thanks so much for being a guest. A uh, lot of fun, man. Thanks for the football insight, and we'll be looking forward to your Odell Kennel Lockdown Pick of the Week. Uh, I am Brandana. That is Chad Ostrom, and sign yourself off, most awesome. This podcast fucks brought to you by Sess Mabby Street. Fashion. Oh, 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 o